National League batting and home run titles and three RBI championships with the Cardinals and the Giants. But he was a tremendous pinch hitter with the Yankees on their five straight world championships, 1949 through 1953. He won the Babe Ruth Award as the top series performer in 1952. Here's Big John Mize. A Yankee from 1952 to 1960, this popular third baseman has never been back to a Yankee old-timers day before. He played in four World Series, twice hit over 300 in a season. In 1955, he and his bride took their honeymoon on the Yankees' famed goodwill trip to Japan. We're happy to welcome back to Yankee Stadium, Andy Carey. A brilliant second baseman with the Yankees for 11 seasons. This guy made the All-Star team six times. In 1962, he had 209 base hits, but it was in World Series play that he was a true standout. He had 367 with a Grand Slam homer and a record 12 RBIs in the 60 Classic, and I could go on and on. Bobby Richardson. member of Casey Stengel's five straight world champions, this big right-hander won 21 games three years in a row, and he won five series victories. The Springfield rifle, Vic Rashi. Well, this slugging catcher never won the first string job with the Yankees, playing behind Yogi Berra and Elston Howard. But he had 21 home runs as a third-string catcher and part-time outfielder for Ralph Houck's first Yankee Championship Club of 1961, including a record four homers in a row. From Minneapolis, welcome back, John Blanchard. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Super Chief. He won when it counted most, including 20 games in 1952, the year after he pitched two no-hitters. All told, he won seven World Series games, a great competitor, Allie Reynolds. An All-American quarterback at Ole Miss, where he today serves as a football scout and as head baseball coach, this fellow originally was signed as a third baseman. He converted to catching, and he was a good one. He had 301 in 1970, a very popular team man. Back for the first time, Jake Gibbs. Although he was in four Yankee World Series, this big right-hander best recalls the 1956 season when he won 18 games and was called on to pitch the seventh and deciding series game against the Dodgers. He responded with a three-hit shutout, and the Yankees were back as world champions. Welcome, Johnny Cooks. Acquired from the Athletics in 1959, 
This outfielder third baseman played eight seasons as a Yankee and in five World Series. With his strong bat, he started the 1961 World Series win over the Reds. Let's greet Hector Lopez. A lifetime 300 hitter for his 20 Major League seasons, this fellow played the outfield as though his life depended on it. A National League standout, he was acquired by the Yankees for two late career stints and played in three World Series as a Yankee. Here's Enos Slaughter. A fine Yankee pitcher in the 30s and 40s, this right-hander got off to a flying start, winning a record 12 in a row in his rookie season. For many years now, he has been a talent scout in Louisiana and the Southeast for the Yankees. Here's Atlee Donald. This fine outfielder and great competitor hit 318 for the five straight Yankee World Champions, 1949 through 1953. Now, a full-time Yankee scout in Ohio, welcome old friend Gene Woodling. player gave early indication of the start of ahead when he had 365 with Johnson City in his 1964 rookie year. He made his first appearance as an infielder with the Yankees in 1965. Today, he's our all-star center fielder with a bright future representing the 72 Yankees, Bobby Mercer. Flame-throwing right-hander with the Browns and Orioles. This pitcher made it big 15 years ago as a Yankee, winning 21 games, plus two more in the winning World Series. That was the year he became the first American League Cy Young Award winner. Here is Bullet Bob Turley. This two-time All-Star won his Spurs, not as a Yankee, but as a Cleveland Indian. But he's been the valued catching and bullpen coach of the Yankees since 1960. He was a Cleveland star for 18 seasons and an important Yankee now for 14 years. Welcome, Jim Hegan. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, at this point in the proceedings, we were going to bring out that fabulous Hall of Fame Southpaw, Lefty Gomez. But many of you, I'm sure, know that Lefty's youngest son was killed this week in a tragic accident. We all join in expressing sympathy to June and Lefty Gomez and look forward to seeing them here again very soon. A fine Yankee right-hander in the years immediately after the war, he's best remembered for the most heartbreaking defeat 
ever suffered in a World Series. He came within one out of pitching the first series no-hitter and then lost the ball game. A fine Yankee pitcher all the way from Salem, Oregon. Here's Bill Bevins. Representing the 1959 Yankees today, this right-hander won a total of 28 games for the 59 and 60 teams, leading the staff in 1960. He pitched for the Yankees in three World Series from Massachusetts. Welcome back, Art Dittmar. Our next guest, representing the 1934 Yankees, did over 305 times, played in two early All-Star games, and in six World Series as a Yankee. With all of these stats, he's still probably best known as the man who succeeded Babe Ruth as number three in right field for the Yankees. The former general manager of the Washington Senators, George Twinkletoes Selkirk. a big guy who started out as a pitcher, but in the Yankee tradition, he became a slugging outfielder. He hit 500 in the 1947 World Series, and the winning homer that brought the Yankees into a tie with Boston on the second last day of the exciting 1949 race. From the California Angels, where he now works, here is Johnny Lindell. In 1948, this gentleman posted a 16-4 one-loss record and a league-leading 2.43 earned run average. He was known as the junk man, but he had something or he would not have won 21 games in 1951. A former Major League manager and general manager, he's now a scout for Montreal, Steady Eddie Lopat. star with seven Yankee championship clubs in the 1950s. This fellow was a fine defensive player with a potent bat. He hit two homers in one World Series game in 1955. From New Jersey, our old friend Joe Collins. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest has served as our official Master of Ceremonies for the 50th anniversary of Yankee Stadium, and he will once again call the play-by-play -play of the old-timers game. The voice of the Yankees for so many years, Mel Allen. the unenviable task of succeeding Lou Gehrig after Lou's remarkable 2,130 consecutive games at first base. In the Gehrig tradition, he played every game at first base in 1940. He had 15 homers for the 1939 Yanks, adding another in the World Series. A 12-year veteran of the majors, 
Ellsworth, Babe Dahlgren. Here's a special guest. He never played for the Yankees, but he had a fantastic series in 1951 against them, hitting 458 for the Giants, and he stole home right here in this ballpark. A great star of Negro League Baseball, he made his mark in the majors when he finally got his chance. Just last Monday, he was rightfully inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame at Cooperstown. Now on the staff of the baseball commissioner, Monty Urban. sings the praises of a clubhouse man, except those that know him. But the Yankees' senior man in the clubhouse has been here since Babe Ruth hit his 60 home runs in 1927, and every championship team since 1927 has been indebted to this modest, capable man. A nice welcome, please, for Pete Sheehy. Most valuable player in the American League in 1950. What more can we say about this little guy than he was selected by Yankee fans as their all-time greatest shortstop? My broadcasting partner, the scooter, Bill Rizzuto. of the year in 1947 when he won 14 games, then two more in the winning World Series against the Dodgers. From his Naugatuck, Connecticut home, here is Frank Spex Shea. This right-hander twice won 20 games for the Yankees and twice led the American League in earned run average. His lifetime, 109 wins and only 43 losses, comprised the highest winning percentage in Major League history, a gaudy 7-17. You guessed it, Spurgeon Spud Chandler. Here's a fellow who was a pitcher for the 1929 Yankees, and while he only had the proverbial cup of coffee in two Major League seasons, he later won his mark as an outstanding scout for the Boston Red Sox, whom he still serves with distinction. We're happy to have Bots Nicola. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we had some trouble locating this next man. At manager Ralph Hawk's request, the Yankees finally located him in Jackson, Mississippi. But how could Ralph or any Yankee ever forget him? In his entire Major League career, he recorded only 25 saves, but 18 of those were for the 1962 World Champion Yankees. He won 10, lost only four for the Yankees. We're happy he's back today. Marshall Bridges.
And here's a fellow who's back for an old-timers celebration for the first time, although he played on four world champion Yankee clubs in the 1930s. A fine receiver. He never came in for much glory because he was the backup man for Bill Dickey. But we're proud to welcome back at long last catcher Joe Glenn. This speedy outfielder started as a second baseman, but he has it made as a left fielder. He's a player who stays in the lineup day after day. A fine switch hitter who gets on base with regularity. Representing the 1971 Yankees, man who hit the home run last night, Roy White. Yankees, for whom he hit 14 consecutive extra base hits. This first baseman won the American League home run crown as a Yankee in 1944. Welcome back, Nick Evans. An original member of Murderer's Row, Bob Musil was scheduled to return to Yankee Stadium for the first time in 20 years. But illness this week forced him to cancel his trip, and we regret he could not be here on this very special occasion. And ladies and gentlemen, it has been traditional all these years to introduce that great Hall of Fame catcher from the Brooklyn Dodgers. But regretfully, he is hospitalized now, recuperating from surgery. He's watching on TV today. We wish him a very speedy recovery and offer a warm Yankee salute to Roy Campanella. The tradition of outstanding Yankee catchers started with this great receiver more than 40 years ago. He caught in 100 or more games for 13 consecutive seasons, hit 202 homers, and a lifetime 313 average. A Hall of Fame catcher for 19 years. Welcome back, the one and only Bill Dickey. Representing the 1944 Yankees, this veteran of 51 consecutive years in uniform reached the majors as a rookie at the age of 33 and proceeded to win 20 games. He concluded his active career as a Yankee relief pitcher. For most of the last two decades, he has been Yankee pitching coach. Here is Jim Turner. The senior Yankee on today's pennant contending team was the rookie sensation of the last Yankee championship club, the 1964 team. Today, he represents the 69 club. The third year, he was a 20-game winner. Of course, it's Mel Stottlemyre.
It was 40 years ago, 40 years ago that this little fellow completed his major league career as Yankee third baseman. Today, he is representing that team, 1933. In 13 years with Cleveland and the Yankees, he struck out only 114 times. Twice, while playing every game of the season, he struck out just four times. A lifetime batting average of 312, he once played 1,103 consecutive games from Alabama. Here's Joe Sewell. Illness forced this popular left-hander to miss last year's Old-Timers Day. But we're happy he's back today. He was among the very best of bullpen stoppers. He won 41 games and saved 76 as a Yankee reliever. He was the winner of the first Babe Ruth Award as the star of the 49 World Series. Welcome, Joe Page. Now this future Hall of Famer, and he should get in with his buddy Mickey Mantle this next winter, won more games than any other Yankee, 236. He struck out more batters than any other Yankee. He completed his career with the highest winning percentage of any pitcher with 200 or more victories, six nights. and tremendous competitor, our next guest hit 438 with three homers in the four-game 1939 World Series win over the Reds. With Tommy Henrick and Joe DiMaggio, he formed one of the greatest outfields in history. From his Yankee land breeding farms in Maryland, welcome Charlie Keller. guest, a member of the Hall of Fame, a winner of 237 games, most of those in Yankee pinstripes. He became a major leaguer at the age of 18 and lasted 21 years. He arrived in town yesterday for today's ceremonies, but was forced to leave last night, last night because of the illness of his wife. We regret Wade Hoyt is not here today, but we do want to send our greetings to him. Back for his first Old-Timers Day here, this man pitched for the Yankees 50 years ago in the first and second years of Yankee Stadium, played the outfield at first base for the Dodgers and Athletics. He's been associated with baseball all these years as a representative of the Rawlings Sporting Goods Company from St. Louis, Oscar Redger. A Yankee for 35 consecutive years with time out for distinguished war service. This man was a reserve catcher, a coach, a Yankee minor league pilot, three times manager of Yankee champions, and twice the manager of the year. The current Yankee skipper, the major, Ralph Hauck. He 
is representing the 1926 Yankees today. This popular third baseman actually joined the Yanks for the 1923 season, the first in Yankee Stadium. He hit 280 in 14 big league seasons and played in five World Series as a Yankee. The smiling Irishman from Boston, jumping Joe Dugan. Longtime Yankee and Met general manager George M. Weiss was a molder of champions. And on this occasion, we are very proud to have the widow of the Hall of Famer with us. Seated in box 53B on the first base side of the Yankee dugout, Hazel Weiss, Mrs. George Weiss. And also, ladies and gentlemen, in the Yankee dugout, a gentleman who certainly deserves our recognition, retired Commissioner of Baseball, Mr. Ford C. Frick. No Yankee old-timers day is complete without a warm Yankee Stadium greeting to the widows of the immortal Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. We had hoped to have both these lovely ladies here. Mrs. Gehrig is ill and could not attend. However, we do extend a warm Yankee Stadium welcome to Claire Ruth, Mrs. Babe Ruth. Stadium just 50 years ago. Earlier this week, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame at Cooperstown. Here is George High Pockets Kelly. Our next guest is proud of the distinction of being the first Yankee to bat in Yankee Stadium. Appropriately, today, he represents the 1923 Yankees. He hit 314 the season the stadium opened. We're happy to have back here today, Lawton Walter Whitey Witt. celebrated his 80th birthday last year, and yet this is the first time we've had him back for an old-timers day, an error we belatedly correct today. In 1922, he won 26 games, lost only seven for the Yankees, and he was a big winner the next two seasons also. At 20, he was the youngest pitcher ever to start a World Series game, 
All told, he won 196 games in his 17-year Major League career. From Fort Lauderdale, Florida, please welcome Bullet Joe Bush. When the Yankees opened their golden anniversary season last April, this sprightly 82-year-old threw out the first ball. Appropriately, he pitched and won the very first game at Yankee Stadium a half century ago with the help of a Babe Ruth home run. Four times a 20-game winner, here is Bob Shockey. Uniform number 37 was retired three years ago, but this ageless giant of baseball truly never will be retired himself. His record as Yankee manager is an incredible one. Five world champions in his first five years, 10 pennants in 12 years. From the Hall of Fame, one of the game's truly great guys, Charles Dillon Casey Stengel. Box 35A, next to the Yankee dugout, please welcome Mrs. Casey Stengel. Well, here's a mighty popular Yankee who hasn't made the Hall of Fame yet, but he's eligible this next winter for the first time. 536 home runs, three times America League most valuable
obvious reasons, we save our next guest until last. A first-class gentleman all the way, a member of the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, Joe DiMaggio. attention please we would like to ask you all to please rise and face the flag as we remember some of those no longer with us like to respect the memory of Frankie Frisch, George Sisler, Milton Gross, Dave Bancroft, Charlie Berry, Gabby Hartnett, Lynn Larry, Roberto Clemente, Jackie Robinson, George Sternweiss. George Weiss, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing as Guy Lombardo's orchestra plays our national anthem, because this is virtually an all-Yankee old-timers day. We've divided big squad into two groups. 
One will be managed by Casey Stengel, the other by Ralph Howe. We'll have the lineups for you as the game proceeds. But first of all, let me introduce to you a couple old-timers that we brought back, very capable umpires in their time, a gentleman still an umpiring supervisor in the American League, John Stevens. He'll call balls and strikes. John Stevens. And a veteran of 18 years as an American League umpire. He's at first base. Bill Greaves. as he did many years ago with Big Rashi. Pitching. He's in there for a strike. Richardson at second base. And left field, Tommy Henrik. Herb Norris in center, Hank Bauer in right. Elston Howard catching. And the batter, Phil Rizzuto. Casey Stengel team up. Oh! That's Allie Reynolds out there on the mound now. Throwing him like he used to. The good old hard one. Allie Reynolds, who once pitched two no-hitters in one season. Out of play. the right center as Herb Norton throws in and he is caught. He is caught as Norton threw behind him. Phil taking a big turn. He didn't like it. But they decide to let him stay on. Eddie Lopez. He laid it in there. Bill Bevins, who very nearly pitched a no-hitter in a World Series against the Dodgers, pitching or coaching. Hauser over the first. And now we have coming up Johnny Mize. One of the great home run sluggers of all time. There goes Monty. The first batter will be Bobby Richardson. Ralph Terry doing the pitching.
Johnny Blanchard making the catch for Easley. Now coming up, 